good. <laughs> um, God has been so faithful to me and my family. Like four years ago, he provided me with a bursary. It was a government bursary. It was a miracle that I got that bursary at the first place. I studied this four years. It wasn't easy, but God was with me every step of the way. We had even challenges when we went through trials in, the, in these four years. And Zolani has to be a babysitter and cook and do everything in these four years. And I thank God for being with me through all the course of these four years. And I also thank Sarepta for the support. The support that I got from the church and the love was amazing. Like if they come and I was studying on the other side, they used to pray for me. Some used to buy books for me, shoes for me. <laughs> it was so amazing. And I thank God for each and every one of you. And I thank God for this wonderful man who has been always be on my spy, on my spy. <laughs> I tell you, he is the best. He cooks, he does, he did beyond. I think God gave me the best. That's, yes. <laughs> and I thank God now. Um, and when we applied for community service and they said there were no posts, like the government said has no money to pay us this year. So um, we, we prayed, and then the Lord gave me my first choice. I chose to go to Guatabega. Some people were sent to other places, but God gave me the best. So I just thank God for everything, and I thank God for putting me in this place, and I thank God for all of you. Thank you. And... I thank God for my wife, so I'll get more injections now. <laughs> but one thing that actually stood up for me, we were praying and we went to Quatabeg and they said, oh, you should bribe. And, and I said, God doesn't like bribe. So the Lord will open the way for Mpume. And the Lord did it. And that is quite amazing that even when we pray over our nation, the Lord is there. He can hear our prayers. And there is no such thing that we're going to bribe in the government because people, they need to be changed and know the Lord. So that was one thing that stood up for me, that the Lord is always there and he always answers our prayers when we call on him. Thank you very much. I would just love us to just do a few of us to gather around uh, as She starts a new job tomorrow and it's always daunting. First day of a new job. Uh, there's uncertainty. Uh, so please, if you can come and join and come and pray. Pete, you're, you're part of the medical profession. Come and pray. Come, <laughs> come and pray. Father, we just thank you for this amazing woman. We just thank you for this um, yeah, amazing mother, amazing wife, amazing worship leader, amazing nursing student, and Father, we just um, ask that you would make her path straight as she steps into the professional nursing world tomorrow. Yeah. We just pray that um, she would heal lives, not just physically, but also spiritually, that she would bring emotional healing, spiritual healing, and physical healing to the patients whose lives she touches. We just pray that you're working through her hands as she lays hands on patients, that um, miracles would occur, that transformation would, would break forth. We just thank you for her commitment. We thank you for her humbleness. We thank you for her, um, her dedication, her perseverance, her courage. We just thank you for her, Lord. We thank you for the role model that she is.
The needs are great, and you have chosen her to be your instrument. Empower her with your spirit to do a great work. Bless her, Lord. Fill her with your spirit that she may do your work. Amen. Remember, Lord, that none of us are workers or employees. We're all missionaries. And so we appoint Mpume as a medical missionary to wherever you send her, God, to both deliver in the physical and deliver in the spiritual. God, may every step she takes be a ray of light in that place. May her presence fill the corridors. And may your presence shine through her, Father God. Pumi, you are the gift of God to the people. You are the presence of the Lord. Jesus is the door and he has opened the door for you. And he is glorified in all that you are and do and say at any time. You are the vehicle of his grace to this great place of need. of joy for Pumi. It's her joy that's seen her through all of this. With your support and your upliftment, she's won the race and she's got there. So now the next step arises and Pumi, that lovely face of yours, that beautiful smile, that beaming face that shows the light of Jesus will draw people unto you. And for that I thank you, Lord. And I thank you, Pumi. You've been wonderful, wonderful. Um, Pumi, I just feel like um, you don't get to be number one in the country just by accident. Um, And I just feel like God is saying um, he's equipped you to be perfectly ready for what's lying ahead. And um, he's given you everything that you need and so much more than you could ever imagine to go on this journey. So go and be amazing. Father, we thank you for Zalani, uh, who's been a, strength, a pillar of strength to Mpume um, through this time of study. He's been, at times, a mother and a father to, to their children. We just thank you for his servant heart, for his father heart. Um, we talk about role models, Lord. These two are what a role model family. You know, we thank you for the amazing um, role model of a father and a husband that we have before us in Zalani. And we just um, pray that you would just continue to bless their marriage. Would you bring them closer and closer together as the time goes by? Just help them to always see each other through your eyes, Lord. Just continue um, providing and protecting for their family and enriching their beautiful children's lives. We thank you, Lord. Amen. It's just been wonderful to watch Pumi over the years. Uh, whenever I come, if I come early to, to church, often she would be studying downstairs. And if I came 9.30, 10 o'clock at night, she would be studying downstairs. So it's come with the grace of God and jolly hard work. So God is greatly faithful. Ayanda. Ayanda, last year was an intern, so he's just going to give thanks. And he's got some new, new ventures for this year. Morning. Happy New Year. Uh, <clears throat> just want to thank God and for, for what he, he has done to me. Uh, 
basically, I think most of you know that uh, last year I was I was part of the interns uh, doing uh, biblical theology, and I I, I I I thank God, and I've learned lots lots of things. I can't share all of them, but I know that there is nothing impossible in Christ, and and Christ can do all things, and I've learned to depend in in him with, with, with everything. And one of the things I, I've seen in, in my life last year is, is the grace of God. Because God has just followed me with, with his grace and I just see his grace and love. There is, there is this verse in, uh, I think in Psalms, God, God is saying, uh, as I have, I've made a covenant with Noah and I'm making a covenant with you also that I will never be angry at you. So that's, that's really, that's, that's really encouraged me that God will never be angry at me. I, I've been praying for, for this year. Uh, last year I've been praying, Lord, I, I want this and I want this and I, I want this. But the most, thing I, the most thing I wanted is God knows that, Lord, I want, I want to see people coming, coming to you. And I want to see you changing people's lives. That is, that is my greatest desire. That is a thing. If... If the Lord can put me there and say, I under this is what you can do now, then I can say, Lord, this, this is the complete life. There's nothing else I want to do in my life than, than bringing people to Christ and Christ to people. I remember when we were, we were doing uh, the Old Testament, but we were looking at it in, in the book of Hebrews. And one of the things Eileen taught us, he said, uh, the work of the priest is to, is to bring God to people and people to God. And now we are like that. And that is, that is my greatest desire. And one of the verses that that's really gives me courage is when Paul is, Paul is saying, and when you look at, at his life, and, and he is very, is, he's a man who's full of knowledge. He knows lots of things. But now we come to a point and say, all I want, he's saying all I want is to know Christ and to share in his sufferings. Hey, that is the verse that's Lord. This is this is just you know when someone says something and then it's, it's just saying it's just saying your heart. Paul, when he says that, I feel my Lord. All I want, you know, when you can go to people, what you want. People, when someone say all I want, that means I can do whatever it takes. I can take any risk. I can do whatever because it's something that I want. So so all I want in my life is, is just to bring Christ to people and people to Christ. But as, as a young man, as a young man, you know, I think, as a human, I just think, Lord, I, I am growing up. There's, there are challenges in, in my mind. You know, there, there, there is fighting. There is inner fight. My inner fight was, was this. I was fighting with myself. And, and my mind is saying, Ayanda, how are you going to feed yourself? One day you will be married. One day you will have a family. And how are you going to feed them? It's, it's a good thing to preach Christ. But where are you going to get money? I, but I know, and Lord, and, and God is, you know when, when just thinking, when you have an inner fight, and God just, just answers, and God is saying, you know, God is looking for someone who has faith. And he said to Abraham, leave this place. And God, Abraham didn't know. But then Abraham, now he's the father of faith. He knew nothing. He knew nothing. And then I know, I know God is the provider. But then I was also praying, say, Lord, okay, I was, I was speaking with no man. No man has, has been there for me. We were doing a, 
uh, a devotion every Thursday morning. And then I said, you know, this is what I want. I want to be full-time in ministry. I, want to, I just want to evangelize. That's, that's the thing I want. But, but also, I want, to, do, I want to, to have a career. I want to have a paper. Then at least I have, I, I, I have a job. And now I know that at the end of the month, then I get a salary. And then I'm doing this job for, for God. I'm doing this for God. And then I have a job. And then I've, we've been praying. And then we praying. said, Lord, I want. And then he asked me, what do I want to do? I said, I want to do electrical engineer because I love it. And then I, I, we prayed with, with him and with, with Lindsay, my mentor, also. And then God has answered my prayer. And, and that I, had, I had nothing. I had no cash. I had no money. Nothing at all. But I've been praying. And then someone has asked me, I know what you want to do. And then I told him. And then he said he would sponsor me to do electrical engineer and stuff. So God has, has been great. You know what? I do not deserve it. I deserve nothing. Nothing from God. It's his grace. You know, one thing that, that breaks my heart, or one thing that touches my heart down is, one day, uh, uh, this year, we, we also, uh, the last part of our course was my best part, because it was practical. We went to K-Line, and I saw, I saw broken hearts. And, and I just saw that God has called me for people who have broken hearts. Because Jesus had died for the broken heart and for the hearts that are not broken. But one day, I, I, I remember, it was July. It was July, the, the last week of July. I'm finishing now, so <laughs> it, was, it was the last week of July. I, I, was, I was stressed. I was heartbroken also. I went to South Beach for a swimming because if I swim, I just feel better somehow. Just, it's just exercise. And then I went there. When I get there, there were no swimming pool. They, they, they're just doing the, con- the construction. It's under construction and stuff. Okay, then I just went straight to the bonus, and then I stayed there. I bought a pizza, and then I sat down. You know, the, and then on, on the South Beach, beach, beach front, and then the other guy, the beggars, he came to me, <laughs> and then he said, just, just, just something, he wanted money. Immediately, I just said, no, I have nothing. What I said that I felt God in me, I'm sure. God said, give him. And then all the coin in my bag, I took all the coins and gave it to him. And he said, oh, thank you, thank you. I, I, knew, it, I knew it wasn't me. It was God. I gave it to him. After that, an Indian guy also, he's a street kid, a beggar also. He came to me and then he said, just something. To, I said, hey, I just gave someone something. But come, let's eat together. And then he sat down. We ate the pizza together. There were four guys. The third one came also. I tell you that, I don't know, but he came. All this, it's God who's telling me to give these guys. The one who came, he came. And then I, I took 10 rand and then I gave him 10 rand. It was the last. And then we ate pizza. And then until last, last piece, the last, the fourth one came. and said, I don't want your money, just something to eat. I gave him that slice of pizza. I knew, I knew from my heart, it was God. And the Indian guy, even today I know him. You know, when he sees me, like when I used to go, when he sees me, he doesn't want money because I prayed with him and he doesn't, he can't speak. And then the only way we communicate, we write down and then we write down, we write down. And he came into Christ. I tell you, he came into, he received Christ. And then yesterday we went with my friend. Now he is working, he's not... He can pay his shelter, and then now he can have something to eat. Every time when he sees me, he just, 
He just grabbed my hand and then take me to a corner. He said, I just want prayer. And God has been amazing. It's just the grace of God. Like, okay, my request will be this. Please, uh, you know, as a young man, there are, there are many challenges out there. And, and God, and, and Jesus is saying that the thief has come to, <laughs> to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And I know, I am the target, and I know the devil, that's the only thing you want to do to me. And I know. But I will ask your prayers, not today, but when you pray, I just want, the only thing I want in my life, I want to bring people to Christ and Christ to people. That is my greatest desire. But thank you, for Sarepta, for having me last year and your prayers and everything. Thank you, Sarepta. Amen. Anybody else got just something to celebrate from last week, last year? Sure, there must be a few testimonies, a few more stories. Yes. Yes, that's. Uh, as you know, I have a prodigal grandson. So this is, this is his testimony. Um, he had to leave school, which was Kersney, just before matric um, because he was, he was caught with um, drugs, marijuana, I think. So um, we, we really didn't know what was this guy was ever going to get him a trick. Um, Kersley said they would have him back just to write me a trick, but not to fraternize there and um, just to keep it cool. And so we were wondering what to do with this child this year because we didn't think he would get him a trick because it was a bad situation. Well, when the trick results came through, he's got a university pass. He middle-stumped the entire family. We are flabbergasted. So I just give all glory to God that um, he is married to the backslider, and he can do it, prodigal or not. And we all take a bit of slice of glory at the school, parents, the teachers, the grandparents, and all those who pray. Thank you. Anybody else? Come, there's got to be some more. There we are. Morning, everyone. I think most of you have shared our journey this year, but there's been three main things um, that have just stood out for us. The first was Senzo got his degree. Uh, <laughs> and the second was I got my visa. <laughs> and the third is God's given us a baby. I don't know if everyone knows. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's a prayed for baby. And yeah, it's due in June, 26, June this year. And, um, yeah, we're very blessed, and we just want to give thanks to God. Yeah. And the morning sickness over now. Yes, <laughs> had long, long morning sickness. It was a whole day sickness. Uh, I've come to conclusions, Christians are a bit wacko. Uh, because what I've received from the world through all its different channels 
uh, mudslides, human trafficking, hurricanes, uncontrollable fires, uncontrollable floods, political faction, economic breakdown, moral decadence. The, The world is talking to me about catastrophe. Uh, and then I, I come into the community of, of faith, and everything's praise. And I've had a, an email from America that optimism is the defining testimony and identification of a Christian. And someone else has said, a Christian is daily overcome with wonder. And Alois Putz here, used to be an elder of this community 100 years ago, you can't speak to him unless he says, have you been thankful? Everything has to be bathed in thanks in the midst of, of, of all this, this turmoil. Uh, and uh, uh, so there's two stories going on here. One is a story of catastrophe heading towards a, a cataclysm, and the other is a story of faith and hope and expectation because the path of the just is as a shining light that shines more and more unto the perfect day. And the church of Jesus Christ will be a glorious church without spot and wrinkle. And the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. But the best news at this time is that hopefully for some of us, this will be the last new year on the planet. <laughs> We come against those words. Those last words were heresy. We don't, we don't buy that. I was just reading, I nearly thought of bringing it up today, but if you look at the Old Testament prophets, uh, most of them started at 80, somewhere around there. So, I mean, this is uh, the first of a good, year, good few years ahead. <laughs> Anybody else want to share a story? We overcome by the word of our testimony and the power of uh, the blood. Morning, brothers and sisters. Um, I, don't, I don't have any sort of earth-shattering testimonies, um, although I know that uh, there were a couple of occasions last year where, where God was definitely with me when my, my 90-year-old mum came that close to falling coming out of a shopping center and um, a car guard appeared from nowhere. I mean, I thought he was a car guard. Clearly he was an angel in car guard clothes. Well, he, mum was kind of doing one of these. She was heading backwards uh, towards the concrete edge and he came from nowhere and he gripped her from behind under, under both of her arms and um, I just stood there and my mouth just fell open. But what I, what, I want, what I really want to say this morning is that, yes, we look for those miracles um, that, that we can say that was definitely a miracle, that was definitely God. But I just want to say that for me, every single day of my life, I am aware of God's love and God's grace as Ayanda was talking about this morning, and his peace, his peace. I mean, I have a peace that I cannot explain because it's not, it's not anything that I can create in myself. But, yeah, 
That's just God's, God's peace. And um, just one thing I want to say lastly, Jonathan, I understand how you feel about wanting to be this, your last new year. But for all of us, no. What are we going to do without you? What? No, no, no. <laughs> I agree with Alan. Sorry. <laughs> Is Andrew wait? Ah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Alan tapped me on the shoulder earlier and said, you've got something to share. And I said, no, I haven't got anything to share. But if I think of something, I'll, I'll get up and do it. And it's been the possession of people up here that's made me get up now and say, I thank God for all of you. Because listening to the stories uh, in their lives, and then I think about who I greeted this morning as I came in. I've got a man with a pin in his hip, a man with a pin in his leg, a man that enjoyed his Christmas cake, a place we couldn't find the fish and chip shop. You have planted Christ in my life, and I have Christ in my life because of you all. And I thank God, and I think that's an amazing testimony about you all. Thank you for putting him in my life and making him real to me. You know, when I think about you and your story, it's great. To see him work in your life. Another story over there. We've all got a story. We can all come up one by one, I'm sure, and give a simple testimony. Because that's what it is. It's a simple life. Christ simply died for us and gave us grace. Thank you. <laughs> it's just wonderful when the family gathers together. And this is the family of God. This is, and we encourage each other by our testimonies. Let's just, uh, oh, Anne, Anne said she had something. There was somebody else who put their hand up. Sorry, I nearly forgot. (laughs) Morning. Like Andrew, I think, well, what have I got to share? But really, we've all got things to share every day. And this year has been, it's been a year of battle. It's been a year of victory. It's been a year of grace. And I was just thinking, yes, on New Year's Day, we all gathered at Leslie's house. And there I had my three children, plus their children, all having great fun playing Pictionary together. And I thought, Lord, what a blessing. What a blessing to me and John to be able to just appreciate that gathering together of all of our children and their children. And I just give God all the praise and glory. And I just want to share a scripture with you. And it's from Jude. I've been meditating on Jude lately. Keep yourself in the love of God and build up your most holy faith because we live in troubled times. So the Lord bless each and every one of you today to know him in greater depth. Amen. Good morning. 
I just want to thank you for the young man that I told you about, time past, that was on cocaine, my grandson. So I want to just thank those that prayed because he spent three months in rehab. He's been out now for nearly two months. He's, if you see this young man, when he was born, God gave me a dream at his birth that there were serpents that were floating on, under, on his legs. There were serpents going in and out of his legs in the dream. So I asked the Lord, I said, what does that mean? And the Lord said that the enemy will try and bring this boy down. So it happened. And we, I shared it with you, and we prayed. And he's gone through, he took himself into rehab, and he's passed that, he's clean now. And if you want to see this young man, he's over six foot tall, he's got the most beautiful body that you can ever see on a man, which is not over-muscled and neither under. But he is really, a, 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 you know, when you look at him, you see a man, a young man, you know. And, uh, and he looks so good. Wherever he walks down the street, people turn around and look at him. And he's very embarrassed about that because he doesn't like that. He thinks that half of these men that are looking at them might be homos or something. So he just freezes at that. So anyway, he struts down the streets. And he's a wonderful-looking boy and the most loving in the family. Everyone in the family loves him, and he loves everyone in the family. He's got a kind heart, he's got a good spirit, and he's a born-again believer. Let's not forget that. So the enemy has tried, and he will try in our generation in these days. He will try with all the young people to bring them down. And we must continue to pray for those. And I thank God that he has brought Shem through all that. And we, Ellen and all of us in the prayer meeting on a Friday morning, we have prayed him through this, and he's gone over it. So we must continue to pray for the young people that the enemy is trying to destroy. Be still. And know that I am God. Be still. Be still actually kind of misses the point of the Hebrew. Yes, it does mean be still. It does mean calm down, relax. But the Hebrew word means much more than that. Although it's part of it. The Hebrew word means you are hanging on to something. Now let go. Release it. Release it. And so in this moment, Lord, we still our hearts and we release what we're holding on to. Just in your mind, just in your thoughts now, ask the Lord, what am I holding on to that I need to release that I can walk into my inheritance this year. That I can walk into the favor that he has destined for you and I this year. 
What do I have to release? What do I have to let go? Because it's when we let go of that stuff, it's when we are still, that we can know Him. And we can know Him not just intellectually, but a deep intimacy. And that's what He is calling you and I to for this year. He's calling you and I to to go deeper, to be more intimate with Him, to encounter Him moment by moment in just the ordinary. And as you encounter Him in the ordinary, that ordinary will become extraordinary. And there will be times in this year, and many times, where you will undeniably know that if the Lord hadn't showed up, you would have been dead in the water. So just be still, be still, quieten our souls, let go and let God this year. If we can just close by singing Be Still Again. The Lord has a word for us all. The problems that are created in our lives are because we do not know who we are. The Lord says you are in the world, but you are not of the world. You are children of the kingdom of Almighty God. You have power and authority over all the works of the enemy. All the works of the enemy. So know who you are. When you know who you are, children of the kingdom, with the body of Christ within you that has brought you out of the world, although you are in the world. You do not receive the works of the enemy in your life. You do not receive that, for that is not from God, and you have the authority over it. Take your place, says the Lord. Take your place as children of the kingdom. And take your authority that God has invested within you. Amen. Last testimony. We could go on all day, I think. (laughs) Okay, it's just short. I wasn't going to share this, but um, when we were praying before we started worshipping, sorry, um, I feel like I'm in the spotlight. Um, God... (laughs) So God speaks to me in pictures, and he gave me a picture of, and I didn't know if it was for the church or just for me, but um, I'm going to share it anyway. But like on a really hot day when the rain, um, when we have those thunderstorms in the afternoon on the road, and you can smell the road. Um, and I just, it's, I just felt like God was saying, firstly, don't hate the heat. Um, we get into heated situations, but the hotter the road, the, the more potent the smell is, and that smell is our offering to God. So don't hate the heat, but eagerly desire the rain. And we pray for rain for our country, a dry and thirsty land. And we, I was reading this last night about El Nino and all that stuff. But Lord, we, we cry for rain for our, for our nation. We think of the free state and and we've just been away to the Berg, and it's, and it's dry, dry, dry. 
And so we ask for your rain. We just see the, the rain coming and just uh, cooling the earth and bringing life to the earth. And so we ask, Lord, that you would do that, that you would bring the rain. So we're going to close. I'm not sure which song we're going to close with.